The Boston Bruins kick off the unofficial second half of the NHL season tonight with a game against the Pittsburgh Penguins. Jeremy Swayman will get the start as Tuka Rask will not practice at all this week. That's just one of the big questions facing the black and gold as we head towards the trade deadline and the playoffs. Going to take a look at some of those bigger questions today, uh, as well as preview tonight's game against the Penguins here on the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast, your favorite team every single day. Your Locked On Bruins, your daily podcast on the Boston Bruins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Bruins fans, and welcome back to the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast. I'm your host, Ian McLaren, and this is a daily show where we discuss all things spoke to be, as well as take a look around the NHL. Today is Tuesday, February 8th, and I want to thank you so much for making Locked On Bruins your first listen every day. The podcast is free and available on all platforms, as well as on YouTube, so please do smash that subscribe button. Each new episode will be automatically added to your feed for you to download, listen, and enjoy at your uh, convenience. For those of you who may be new to the podcast, again, my name is Ian, lifelong Bruins fan since the Cam Neely, Ray Bork days. I've been uh, covering this team for about 17 years, writing for various outlets and independently, worked for five years. Uh, as a full-time hockey writer for The Score and uh, have been doing some freelance stuff ever since, including this podcast, which has been going strong since October of 2019. And uh, after the All-Star break, the Boston Bruins back in action tonight against the Pittsburgh Penguins. And I'm sure you all have some questions about this team how they will compete, what they're capable of, how far they can go. And a lot of that begins in net. And that's my biggest question for the Boston Bruins heading into the back half of the season is who will be the starter come playoff time? Is Tugarask able to make an impact on this team? Can Jeremy Swayman or Linus Allmark carry the load in the playoffs? Here's what we know right now. Tugarask, he hasn't played since January 24th against the Anaheim Ducks. Uh, did not practice on Monday. And Cassidy said he won't be practicing this week. So we'll update at the end of the week or early next week. Rask, of course, underwent off-season hip surgery. Uh, he went through a lengthy rehabilitation process. He's appeared in four games so far this season after signing a very uh, modest one-year deal with the team. He's gone 2-2 two and two with a uh, 844 save percentage uh, and played in t- played two pretty good games against uh, Philadelphia and Winnipeg and two 
not so good games against Carolina and Anaheim. Now, the idea with bringing Rask back is that uh, they would give him some time to ramp things up, get back to full strength, and hopefully he would be kind of in midseason form by the postseason. That was contingent on him kind of hitting the ground. Well, first of all, the initial plan was for him to um, get some games in the AHL so that he could kind of hit the ground running in the NHL. Uh, That was not possible because of COVID, uh, an outbreak on the Providence side of things. And so he's had four games. Now he's been off for two weeks, and it's kind of going to be a, another soft reset uh, if and when he is able to come back. Um, so that's a big question mark for the Bruins. Do they continue to put him back in there if and when he becomes healthy, uh, knowing that they have a bit of a playoff cushion here? Uh, they enter the second half of the season well, the last 39 games of the season uh, with a wild card spot pretty well in hand. Uh, They have a record of 26, 14, and 3, 55 points, 9 points up on Detroit with uh, four games in hand on the Red Wings. They're also four points back of Washington for the first wild card spot with four games in hand on them. When it comes to the Atlantic division, they're eight points back of the Maple Leafs for third place in the Atlantic with uh, the same amount of games played. So it really looks right now that they are locked into a wild card spot, whether it's the first or the second. Uh, They do have, I don't want to say the luxury of putting Rask in there when he's healthy to give him some more runway to get up to full speed. But it's not a long runway, uh, to be sure. And on the flip side, you want to make sure that if Olmark and Swayman are the guys that need to be relied on, that they're getting the necessary reps as well. I did mention that Jeremy Swayman will get the start, first start since early January. Um, Swayman said... His time down in Providence was an opportunity to get better mentally, physically, work on his game. Didn't want it to be a negative thing at all. There was a lot of positives that came out of it, and he's happy to be back with the team, happy to be back with Allmark, with whom he's developed uh, a pretty special relationship, as evidenced by the hugs. And, uh, you know, he and Allmark have played pretty well. Uh, Allmark, it took him some time to get acclimated to the Bruins system, to get used to playing in Boston. Uh, New team, new city, new teammates. But he's played very well uh, since kind of the beginning of December. Swayman carried the load to begin the season. And we know they they can be an effective tandem, and they will be, you know, in the years to come with Allmark signed for three more seasons after this one. So again, that for me is the biggest question for the Boston Bruins heading into the second half of the season. Can Rask make his comeback? 
Um, will they send Swimming back to the AHL? Will they carry three goalies uh, for the time being? And who will be the number one option heading into the playoffs? Uh, that's going to be a big question for this Boston Bruins team. Now, this episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. I also want to talk for a moment about Primal Origin Oils. If you or someone you care about has a beard, it needs to get primal. Maybe you're the person who's never considered the benefits of treating your beard with product. Well, Primal Origin Oils will stop the itch and make your beard look healthy and groomed. Their products are free from harmful synthetic ingredients with low impact on the planet. They make bombs, oils, whipped butter that are renowned as the best feel in beard products, all fair trade certified and handcrafted in the U.S. of A., um, we know that every company claims to have the best, but Primal Origin Oils challenges you to compare their ingredients and the feel and beard to the other products you've used. We promise you'll see and feel the difference. Remember to use Locked On as a promo code to get 20% off at PrimalOriginOils.com. That's Locked On at checkout for 20% off. Thank you so much for making Locked On Boston Bruins your first listen every day. Make sure to check out the Olympic Hockey Daily presented by Locked On NHL, a bonus podcast covering all the action in Beijing. You can find it on the Locked On NHL podcast feed. It, too, is free and available wherever you get your podcasts. And today, of course, they'll be breaking down uh, last night's thrilling game between Canada and the USA, which Canada prevailed uh and i expect canada to continue to prevail now let's look at some other big questions facing the boston bruins another one being what's going to happen with jake debrusque it's been over two months now since he made his trade request public through his agent he has yet to address the media since that time uh there's some uncertainty as to whether he is sticking to it, whether he's rescinded it. He has played pretty well as of late on the new look third line. A big part of Boston's turnaround in the new year has been those revamped lines with um, some kind of combos working out for the Bruins on the top line is Marsha and Bergeron. Of course, Craig Smith has been, up there, Oscar Steen's taken some twirls up there as well. On the second line, you have uh, Hall and Pasternak with Eric Howlub playing primarily the center spot there. And then on the third line, you've had DeBrusque, Coyle, uh, and then Steen on there as well. And they've been pretty effective trio as well. So will DeBrusque be traded? And if so, will it be for futures, for draft picks, for a prospect perhaps? Or will it be for someone who can come in and help right away? I've advocated all season long for um, Dylan Strom to be acquired from the Chicago Blackhawks. He was on the block, unhappy. That ship may have sailed um, as he 
has put up, I believe, like 11 points in 12 games this month. Similar contract to DeBrusque, a similar situation where there's a qualifying offer that would have to be met um, at the end of the season to retain his services. He could be a very good option as the number two center with Hall and and Pasternak. Um, But again, perhaps it's best for the Bruins and for DeBrusque to kind of reconcile there and to make it work. Um, But if he's sticking to the trade request or if the Bruins say you made this request, you don't want to be a Bruin. So no take backs. You're out of here. That'll be a big, interesting uh, question hanging over this team until the trade deadline on March 21st. And of course, Another big question is whether or not Don Sweeney will make some big swings prior to the trade deadline. I mentioned Eric Halla had been playing on the second line and pretty well. Uh, he uh, missed a couple games due to being in COVID-19 protocol. He's back. He's clear. He will be back on the second line tonight against the Penguins. But is he good enough in that role to carry a team deep into the playoffs. A lot of Boston's success in the postseason was built on that one-two punch of Bergeron and Krejci. Uh, Krejci no longer here. And is Hala that guy? He is pretty responsible defensively, not as offensively prolific. Do they want a guy who has more offensive upside in that spot? Do they want a guy who's defensively responsible to cover Hall and Pasternak, who are defensively responsible in their own rights. They're not just offensive dynamos who don't back check. Um, So that's a question on the front end, on the back end, you know, everybody keeps talking about needing help on the left side. Um, it seems as though they're pretty committed to Grizzlick, Riley, Forbort on the left side. Uh, with Vakaninen able to play there as well, when healthy, he's still out with an upper body injury. Uh, unfortunately, they lost Jakobs Borrell. He was a very effective defenseman. For me, the big need is on the right side. You have McAvoy, who's playing elite hockey. Carlo, who's been kind of up and down, but generally solidish, And then Connor Clifton, who is a bit of a wild card in my estimation. And I'd really like to see them uh, maybe upgrade at that position. Uh, so that's a big question. Right now, the defensive pairings would be Grizzly, McAvoy, Riley, Carlo, Forbort, Clifton. Um and we'll see how that works out tonight against uh, a Pittsburgh Penguins team that I should add um, will be without Evgeny Malkin as he is in COVID-19 protocols. But as of right now, that's pretty much the top six, barring further injury. And depending on how long Vakaninen is out, if he's back in, you could see a four-board Vakaninen, uh, which I don't mind. So we'll see how that shakes out. And then... Elsewhere, you know, I'd like to see a scoring winger be 
brought in. Um, not sure if Craig Smith is able to to hang on the top line for an extended period of time. Um, yeah, so just some upgrades up front as well could be well in order for a team that's looking to go all in for this season. You don't know how many more times you have a crack at it with Bergeron in the mix. He's an unrestricted free agent expected to be back, but who knows? Uh, we expect a creature to be back and he decided to, to go home. Not that Bergeron necessarily will go home to Quebec, heaven forbid, and play for the Montreal Canadiens. He's not from Montreal. He's He was a Nordiques fan growing up, thankfully. But you just never know. And Sweeney has some uh, tools in the belt that he can build on or work with. There's Fabian Lysel who could be uh, dangled in the trade market. There's Boston's first-round pick. There's DeBrusque, as we mentioned, Jack Stanika, Yerho Vakaninen. These all could be dangled to acquire some players of impact, whether it be looking at Vancouver, JT Miller, Connor Garland, Arizona, Jacob Chikrin, uh, Phil Kessel I'd still be into, I think, if Arizona retains some salary. Um Strom, I mentioned before. There's all kinds of possibilities out there. Claude Giroux, Joe Pavelski, Thomas Hurdle. There's a lot of players out there who could potentially make pretty big impacts for the Boston Bruins. And the big question is, will Don Sweeney make a big swing? I think he will. And what will it cost the Bruins? How much of the future are they willing to give up in order to try to go for it this season, next season. Because a lot of the guys that they have in the mix right now are signed through the next season. The guys that they signed this past summer, for example, uh, Thomas Nosek signed through next season. Nick Felino signed through next season. Uh, Haula, he is, yeah, signed a two-year deal. So it really looked like their window was this season, next season then they would really evaluate where things are at um, and uh, maybe retool, rebuild at that point after 2022, 2023. But, you know, pretty much everybody is on the books through next season, except for Bergeron, UFA, DeBrusque is an RFA, Steen is an RFA, uh, Lazar and Bleed are UFAs, and uh, Vakaninen is an RFA. Zboros and RFA as well. So are they going to commit to those guys? Would they be trade uh, candidates? The core of this team is in place through this season and next season. So I would be shocked if Don Sweeney doesn't do everything he can to maximize their potential um, heading into the postseason and the trade deadline, which comes March 21st. So those are some of the big questions for me. The goaltending, uh, the Jake DeBrus situation, not to mention Zach Sinitian's trade request, uh, which is more of a minor league issue, I guess. And then um, what's going to happen at the trade deadline? How big is Sweeney willing to swing uh, on March 21st or before?
Now, Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Football, the big game is coming up on Sunday, and BetOnline.net is the best place for props, odds, and lines. Uh, they also have you covered for sports scores, news, even some podcasts. And it's just not football. Bet Online has up to the minute info on pro and college hoops, NHL, boxing, UFC. Don't wait to take advantage of all the new amazing offers available for the 2022 season at Bet Online, where the game starts. Now, Bruins are playing tonight and uh, could be a different looking lineup than what we've had before because the Bruins are relatively healthy close to a full roster here with Eric Halla, like I mentioned, making his return to the second line. Both Nick Foligno and Trent Frederick are also healthy as well. And um, head coach Bruce Cassidy said they both should be available for tonight's game if they come in Tuesday morning for the morning skate and feel good. Uh, whether they're yeah, cleared the play, and where they fit in the lineup remains to be seen. Vakaninen, I mentioned, was injured in the game against Seattle, didn't practice Monday. He left the game, had some facial repairs, Cassidy said. So that's where he's at, uh, not playing tonight, but we'll see how he uh, progresses. Uh, when it came to the lines yesterday, it looked as though um, Brent Frederick was – the odd man out when it came to the line rushes in practice. Uh, we had Marshan Bergeron-Smith, Paul Hall-Pasternak, DeBrusque Coyle-Steen, and then Felino rotating with Anton Lead on the fourth line with Nosik and Lazar uh, at center and right wing, respectively. Uh, Trent Frederick looked like the odd man out. So if both Felino are going to get in on the action – and Bleed would have to come out and take your pick on who else comes out. Steen, I don't think he should be coming out. DeBrusque, not really. Nosek Lazar, they've played pretty well. Uh, one of the things with this team, going back to the questions, is they are pretty uh, deep when it comes to bottom six talent. You know, arguably. Uh, the sure thing, top six wingers on this team, they have four of them. Marshan Bergeron, Hall, Posternak, Smith, Hala, arguably bottom six guys, maybe second line guys. Um, so the Bruins have a lot of options when it comes to the bottom six, not as much at the top of the lineup. And that is certainly an issue that needs to be addressed. Um, but again, Jeremy Swayman getting the start tonight, and uh, we'll see here in the morning skate how things are uh, going to shake out in terms of uh, lines and things like that. But I would imagine that Frederick would be the odd man out, and perhaps Felino would be in net. There were a couple games last night. Uh, I mentioned earlier that the Toronto Maple Leafs, there's a big gap between them and the Bruins in the standings. Uh, one factor that could uh, help those two come together is 
uh, Austin Matthews suffered an injury with 40 seconds remaining in the third period. He was hit in the head by a Brett Pesci knee while falling back into the boards. Uh, he remained on the ice for several minutes but and skated off on his own power. Uh, but if he were to miss any length of time, then uh, that could narrow the gap between the Bruins and the Maple Leafs in the standings. On the flip side, Mitch Marner is red hot for the Bruins. I mean, for the Maple Leafs, I believe he's scored in eight straight games with nine goals or something like that. Um, so they certainly have talent to remain, you know, a top three team in the Atlantic division. Anyways, that's it for today's episode. Thank you so much for listening to Locked On Boston Bruins. Uh, again, we're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your favorite team every single day. Don't miss an episode. Subscribe now if you haven't already on the YouTube page on your favorite podcast app. And we'll be back tomorrow to take a look at the results from tonight's game and uh, maybe answer some mailbag questions if any are in today. And, uh, yeah, just keep things going here on the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast. Again, thank you so much for listening. Really appreciate it. Hope you're having a good week, and we'll talk to you again tomorrow. Take care, friends.